All right, so let's get into this message. And let's talk about harmonizing with destiny. Harmonizing with destiny. Uh, and I've I referenced this, so everybody had time to see it. So if I blow the movie for you, hey, you should have watched it. Uh, but I was telling you, I was watching the movie American Underdog, which is uh, about, it's, it's about a story about Kurt Warner. He played in the NFL for the Los Angeles Rams with Kurt Warner's. Uh, I told you, me personally, they probably could have did a better job of representing him as a Christian. Uh, but, you know, I, did, I liked him when he was on his journey because when they would interview him, he would just talk about God and family. That was his most important thing. He really didn't care. I saw some other interviews. He talked about the benefit of being filled with the Spirit. And so uh, uh, his story is he uh, was trying, uh, you know, he played in college, and he was trying to, uh, well, obviously he wanted to go from college to the NFL. And so while he was in college, he had this, he had natural ability. So, uh, again, and you have to work with me. This is, this is going to help everybody, right? So even though everybody's not in the sports. Uh, but the thing is he played quarterback. And the thing about quarterback is, is uh, you're, you, you have to recognize what everybody's doing. So you're serving everybody. And in the best position for them to score or to gain yards or what have you. And so, so, so but for the defense, the defense is trying to pressure the quarterback to get rattled so he either throw an interception, throw the ball away, uh, make a mistake. And so it's what they, they use a defense, what they call a blitz. So a blitz is instead of the regular people running after the quarterback, sometimes they'll send the whole team. But they're hoping that you would panic. Now they're leaving all this opportunity open. But they're hoping you'll be looking at all the people coming at you and not seeing your opportunity, right? You'll be looking at the pressure. You'll be looking at the worst-case scenarios, but you won't see your advantages within the pressure because they done left so much open for you. They've left, pressure is leaving a lot of opportunities. But if you're just looking at the pressure, you can't see it, right? And so, so what he would do under pressure and what they teach a quarterback do is hang in there and don't, don't worry about the pressure. There's opportunities there. But what he would do is, hey, pressure's coming, and he would run. And sometimes he would find an opportunity. But the opportunity he found was, was not the best opportunity. He would have found the best opportunity if he would have just hung in there. And so, he, so they wouldn't let him play. And so he kept saying, coach, and he was confident. Coach, let me play. So during practice, you know, pressure comes, he run. And the, and the coach would be on the sideline, stay in the pocket. They call it, you know, stay in your protection. Stay within the boundaries, right? But he would run outside the boundaries, and the coach would be like, stay in there. And then he would throw a good pass, and he'd be like, yeah, you like that, right, coach? You like that, right? Right? And the coach was like, stay in the pocket, man. Stay in the pocket. I think about that because when I was playing basketball, um, I would come down, you know, come down, make a move, throw a pass, and the guy would catch the ball, dunk, crowd go wild. I look on the sidelines, coach would be like, Bradley, Bradley, what should that have been? Bounce pass, coach. He would always bounce pass. Everything was bounce pass. I mean, he said bounce pass so much. If you're watching this, sometimes I want to cry. Like, leave me alone, man. Did you see? The crowd is, 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 is screaming. We watch game film. Watch game film, make a move, throw a little pass. We score. He would stop the tape. Bradley, 
What should that have been? Bounce pass, coach. Bounce pass. I got it. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm 59 years old and I throw bounce passes. Right? He was teaching me the right way. He was teaching me a pass that can get through everybody. All right, so let's get back to Kurt Warner. So one day he's sitting on the bench. He just got tired of sitting on the bench. He said, Coach, man, put me in the game, man. You, you, you won't doubt it. You'll win. Put me in the game. He says, you want to get in the game? He says, listen, you ain't going to play this game. You ain't going to play at another level. And the reason why you're not going to play at another level, he says, because under pressure, you panic and run. Probably the same thing you do in your life. You panic and run. He said, no, nah, coach. He, he, says, he says, you'll never go to another level. He says, coach, that is not true. He says, I'm going to prove you wrong. He says, put me in the game. He says, you want to play? He said, if you want to play, you have to show me you can handle staying in a pocket no matter what the pressure is. And so he says, whatever it takes, coach, whatever you want me to do, I'll do it. So he let him play, and he told the defense, no, he told the, because you have people protecting you, right? He told the protection not to protect him, protect him. So every time he took back, he went back, boom, he got hit. And he would get up. He says, you sure you want to play? He was like, yes, I want to play. So he was like, hut, 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 go back, boom. And then he'd, he'd get tackled and drop the ball. Hold on to that ball, young man. Hold on to my ball. Don't drop my ball. And, and he says, you sure you want to play? He was like, yeah, coach. And he would get back in there. Bam, bam, bam. He just kept getting hit. Till he started to realize the hitting didn't bother him. And then he started to recognize the opportunities. At first, he was just taking the hits, just to show I could take the hits. But then he started recognizing the opportunity. He ended up getting the game. Had the best year of his entire life, right? So he figures he's going to go pro. He went through uh, one round, two rounds, three rounds, four rounds. He didn't get drafted. So finally, somebody picks him up and says, hey, we want you on our team. NFL, right? Whoa, opportunity. So he goes to, to, uh, to the team, and he just gets there. He just shows up, walks into the training camp, standing on the sidelines. He was like, wow, NFL. I got an NFL uniform on. So a coach comes up to him and says, uh, they called him, um, uh, his last name was Warner. So it's a little league they call Pop Warner, right? So they, there's a guy came up and said, Pop Warner. And he was just standing there. He said, Pop Warner, yeah, that's you. Come on in, right? And so he says, uh, no, coach, I just got here. He said, no, no, no. He says, you want to play, don't you? He says, yeah. He said, coach, but I don't know the playbook. He says, you want to play, don't you? He says, coach, but, but I haven't learned the playbook. So he went to another guy. It was Trent Dilford. He said, he said Dilford, go on in the game. And so, so he just picked somebody else. Later on that day, they called him in the office. He says, man, nice meeting you. He says, I just got here. He says, yeah, but you're not ready to play. So he cut him. So he goes home. He, you know, feels sad. You know, tells us he, he meets his girlfriend who's a Christian who started ministering to him by being a Christian. I skipped all that. So, so, so they go through stuff. I mean, one time they were driving almost on an empty tank in a snowstorm. And they ran out of gas. So he had to get out of the car, go, go all the way back to where, where the gas station was in a snowstorm, in a blizzard, with his wife and child in the car. Goes back and just gets back. When you see the, the, in the movie, the, the, the car is covered with snow. So, so, so you, you don't even know if they're alive because it's, you know, a snowstorm. Just to get some gas. 
All right, finally, he, he, he was like, man, I got to do something. So he gets a job at a, uh, a grocery store, stacking shelves at a grocery store. So he's stacking shelves at a grocery store, but he wants to be in the NFL. People are telling him, you think you'll ever be there? He's like, uh, I, I don't know, I might, but he, he, just stacking the shelves. And so uh, one day, uh, a guy comes up to him. He says, I know who you are. You're Kurt Warner. He says, yeah. He says, you're, you're, people don't know who you are. You're a great quarterback. I have a job for you. He says, oh, man, you got a job for me? He says, yes, it's a new type of football. It's called arena football. He was like, oh, no, that's a, that's a circus. He says, no, no, I'm an NFL quarterback. He says, listen, man, uh, you'll love it. It'll give you a great opportunity. Nah. He says, nah, I'm an NFL quarterback. So he turned the guy down. Turned the guy down. He went through all the, he kept going through more heartache, more heartache to a point where they, the lights is off. They don't even know if they're going to eat. So he had to humble himself, what? and take the job at arena football. Goes to arena football, bear with me on the story, y'all. Um, he goes to the arena football and it was fast. It was half of a normal field and everything was super fast. So, so he was, so remember he was taught to stay in the pocket. So he would stay in the pocket and the guy says, you passing too slow. And before he could even get the ball out, somebody would tackle him. And then he was like, too, you too slow, you too slow, you too slow. So finally, they had a practice, and they just kept saying, uh, you too slow. So he had to throw it fast. You too slow. Throw it fast. Too slow. So, so, so finally, it was like, I think you got it. So he ends up being a winning whatever their Super Bowl is for arena because he now, he, he learned how to throw the ball fast. He learned how to stay in the pocket. So he, he does so well, they invite him to an NFL team, but just to be a backup. You know, just, they, they don't expect him to play. I don't know, it might have been one or two games of the season the, the top quarterback gets hurt. So they put him in the game. Now, when they first brought him to the team, the, 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 uh, the coach that ran the offense was like, oh, you'll never play here. Matter of fact, he was like, why do we even got this? He told the coach, why do we even got this guy on this team? He said, this guy is not an NFL player. He's old because now he, all his time goes by. He's older than everybody. He's slower than everybody. He has a strong arm. But he's not an NFL quarterback. He says, man, I have the most sophisticated offense in the NFL. This guy's not going to be able to play. So he was dogging him out. He, he was throwing balls in his face. He was like, you know, if, if he made a mistake, you idiot, you stupid. And he was like, yes, sir. No, sir. No, sir. No matter what he said to him, he was just like, hey, uh, okay, sir. No problem, sir. And he said, let me tell you something. You will never, ever play on this team. I will get rid of you. If it's the last thing I do, you will never play on this team. No matter what he did, he would just dog him out. The guy gets hurt, now he has to play. The night before, well, oh, I'm sorry, I skipped something. How he, joined, how he got on the team, the coach was a coach that was older that had went through a lot of hurdles and, and people said he was no longer good enough to coach. So he ends up on his team. So the night before, he's wondering if he's going to make the team. The other guy's dogging him out. He comes to him. He says, he says people thought, the, old, the coach says, people thought that I wasn't going to, that I shouldn't be in this position. People said I was too old. They said I was outdated. He says, but I went through so many experiences that prepared me for this time. He says, what I have that a lot of coaches don't, don't have is, is all these different experiences that I've gone through. He said, all the stuff that you went through, has prepared you for this time like no other quarterback. Nobody has experienced your pains, your heartaches, your situations that you've gone through. He says, son, you're on the team. 
So then he, uh, the other guy gets hurt. Now he has to play. He gets in. The first, first series he gets in, he, he throws the interception. He played against one of the best defensive players. His name is Ray Lewis. He's a Christian too. Uh, but he, he scores the interception, runs it back, and he's like, this is my house. He's telling him, this is my house. He said, yeah, Rook, this is my house. He says, I'm at you all day, all day I'm at you. It's first opportunity to play. So the, the coach that was dogging him out said, you'll never play on this team. He calls down because they're up in the booth. He calls down. He says, listen, Kurt, he says, I got on you all this time to prepare you for this time. He says, you ready? He said, let's go do this. He ends up going out, plays a phenomenal game. Uh, the rest of the season, he ends up winning the Super Bowl, being the MVP of the Super Bowl. The next year, he wins another Super Bowl. He's the MVP of the Super Bowl. He's the only undrafted quarterback to ever win two Super Bowls and two MVPs, ever in the NFL. Now, I'm, I told the story because on the outside, he didn't go through the path other people went through. So, 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 so when the coach didn't get him in the game, he thought that my talent should get me in. But he had to learn how to handle pressure. He learned that at the first level. Then he goes to the other team, he figured he should play, he understand what's going on, but he had to learn how to have quick recognition. But if he didn't go through the experiences and he didn't go through the heartache, he wouldn't have appreciated it, he wouldn't have the strength, the confidence, and the ability to be one of the best quarterbacks ever to play football. And so we go through stuff and we think we're off God's plan. When a lot of the things that we're going through is preparing us for God's plan. Right, and, and that's the challenge. We're, we're, we're highlighting too much of our experiences. See, your journey through the hurdle has afforded you the experience to handle this mountain. Your journey through the hurdles has afforded you the experience to handle this mountain, this mountain that, that you have to climb right now to get where you have to go. You have to realize God has equipped you through all that process for such a time as this. All right, let's go to 2 Timothy 4, 7. 2 Timothy 4, 7, because we're talking about harmonizing with destiny. And what we're going to discover through this teaching is, yes, God has a plan and he has a destiny, but we have the responsibility to harmonize with it. And so, so here, 2 uh, Timothy 4, 7, I'm going to pull some of the scriptures from the leadership teaching because it all connects. But Paul says here, he says, I have fought a good fight. I have finished what? My course, and I have kept the faith. Now, even if somebody says kept the faith, that means there's a chance that your faith could be taken from you, right? Just because you have faith don't mean you'll keep it, right? You know, we learn here at Air Christian Center Church, faith is an enduring belief. It's not just a faith moment, but it's a faith life. I got to hold on to the faith to make sure I can exchange it at the point where God is trying to bring a blessing in my life. I'm going to have to have that faith ready and available to make the exchange, right? Right? So, so he said, I kept the faith. But he said, I finished my course. Uh, I'm going to say he stayed on course on his destiny path, right? He, he didn't say our course. Did that say our so, so, so I finished my course. And see, see, and I heard somebody talk about this earlier, and uh, it was Trina, uh, about not comparing, not, not comparing. You don't know, uh, she was sharing in the uh, discipleship class, you know, you, 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 you're looking at other people's lives, you don't know how deep they're going with God. You don't know what their process is. Now, now Matthew 7, 13 is a very 
interesting uh, passage of scripture because it talks about uh, the, that narrow way. Let's go there. Let's go Matthew seven thirteen. Matthew 7, verse 13. So look at this. It says, Enter ye at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many there be which go thereat. It says, But straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. So few people find the narrow path of destiny because most people are tempted by the broad way, right? They're all over the place. Now we say when you're driving, you see all the cars in one lane and you're tempted to what? Get in that lane too, you know, but then you get up further and you be like, man, the whole time I could have just been in the other lane, right? You know, but we're tempted to follow. And so, so when I think about a straight path, I think about uh, our obedience to our design path of purpose. So our obedience to our design path of purpose keeps us in line with and brings us right through the gate of fulfillment. So our obedience to our design path of purpose, right, keeps us in line with and brings us right through the gate of fulfillment. So, so it's not just we having a path or a destiny we have to be obedient to stay in harmony with it, right? We have to be obedient to stay in harmony. Let's look here at Proverbs, 20, uh, Proverbs 4, 19 through 27. Proverbs 4, 19 through 27. Again, we're talking about harmonizing with destiny, harmonizing the de- with destiny, because we, we, we hear a lot, and again, you know, if, if, if I challenge you to do some, uh, come to Bible school on Saturday to really uh, process through scriptures the right way, but we hear a lot of stuff, and then we lock into what we hear, but we don't go deep enough to try to, try to understand it. So we know there's a destiny. We know God has some, some plans, and we think uh, God is responsible for, for, for all of it. But we'll find out what our part is through this teaching. So it says this. It says, this is the amplified, classic amplified version. It says, don't turn to the right or left. No, I'm sorry. My heading is don't turn to the right. <laughs> the scripture says the way of the wicked is like uh, deep darkness. They do not know over what they stumble. So the way of the wicked is like deep darkness. They do not know over what they stumble. So they're stumbling. They don't even have no idea why. It says my son intended to my words, consent and submit to my signs, my direction, basically. Let them not depart from your sight. Keep them at, in the center of your heart. For they are life to those that find them, healing and health to all their flesh. Keep and guard your heart with all vigilance, and above all, that you guard. For out of it flows the springs of life. It says, put away from you false and dishonest speech, dishonest speech, and willful and contrary talk put, put far from you. It said, let your eyes look right on with fixed purpose, with fixed purpose, and let your gaze be straight before you. Consider well the path of your feet, your destiny. Let all your ways be established in order to right. This is key here. Turn not aside to the right hand or to the left. Remove your foot from evil. So what it's saying is we have this destiny path lined up, the straight path, right? But we're going to be tempted to turn to the right or the left, to take the deep, dark path 
the, the stumbling path. All of us have stumbled, right? Anybody here not, have not stumbled in their life? I just wanted to see if we need to lay hands on anybody. All right, so, so, but why? Not because we're trying to be evil, because we're tempted, or we, uh, we get weary and well-doing, or it just seems easiest, the path of least resistance, right? And so this is saying stay locked in. Now, while you're locked in, there's going to be people off to the side that have successes. There's going to be people that have relationships you want, have uh, uh, acquisitions that you would like to acquire. Uh, there's people that's going to look like they have favor that you may want. But you've got to stay locked in on your path. You can't be tempted to be jumping ship because it looks more enticing. Yeah, it looks more enticing because that's for them, not you, right? And, and, and uh, somebody used this example. I, I share it a lot, but I think somebody used it in Bible Study Fellowship. Uh, uh, Venetia used it. Um, you know, I gave you the example of the difference between a tulip being birthed in an orange tree. You know, tulip is birthed within two seasons. Orange trees take years. You see what I'm saying? So, so are you a tulip or an orange tree? And so what happens is uh, John, John 12, 35. Is a, I'm going to just give you the scripture, but I'll talk about it. It says, it says, he that walketh in darkness knoweth not where he is going. So a person that's clouded just doesn't know where they're going, you know. Basically, they've lost destiny's trail. So they're traveling down a path towards destiny, but they've, they've consumed themselves with the things of the world, got clouded, and you know how you, you, ever, you ever say to yourself, man, I just got turned around. You know what I'm saying? You're driving, you're like, somehow or another got turned around, right? Sometimes or another I got lost, I got off, you know. Uh, we was driving one time, and so, so my wife wanted to help. So I said, okay, good baby, you can drive. I'm going to take a quick nap. I, only, I think I only napped for a couple minutes. And I looked up, I said, babe, where you at? Right, and so what happened is it was a split. And for what, I think she was falling asleep. So she missed the split. So, so we supposed to go this way. She's going this way. And I think I woke up right when she made the split. I was like, babe, I don't think we're on the right road. Well, what, what happened? We got, we got off our path. We got turned around, right? And so this happens in our life. Deuteronomy 5, uh, 32 and 33. Again, we're talking about harmonizing with destiny. Harmonizing with destiny. Uh, it says, uh, verse 32 and 33 says this. It says, Ye shall observe to do therefore as the Lord your God has commanded you. You shall not turn aside to the right hand or to the left. You shall walk in all the ways which the Lord your God has commanded you that you may live and that you may be that it may be well with you, and that you may prolong your days in the land which ye shall possess. So what it's saying is it's not enough that God has stuff for us. It's not enough that there's a destiny. If we don't harmonize with God's will, we may not prolong our days. We might, not be, we might be in the environment but not living. We could be dead within the environment because we're not staying on God's path. We could be the walking dead. Uh, there's plenty of walking dead around us, you know, that, that, that don't have life. We were talking about this in um, Bible study fellowship also, how, you know, you have people that have acquired things but can't even enjoy the things they acquire because there's so much craziness that's going on in their life, right? So it's like, man, I don't, I don't, I don't work so hard. I skipped everything that was important to get to this stuff, and I, don't, I can't even enjoy it, right? 
That's not what God has for you, right? So what is God saying? God is saying, get back on track. Return to harmony with destiny. Get back on track. Return to harmony with destiny, right? So 2 Chronicles is an interesting scripture. Uh, I've thought about the scripture with COVID and all these different things happening. Um, I'm going to read the uh, classic Amplified version, 2 Chronicles 7.14. Familiar scripture, but I thought about it um, because sometimes it's like, we, we leave scriptures like in, buried in the dust like they don't have no value, but they fit in what's going on in our time. So the scripture says this, if my people who are called by my name, I'm reading it amplified again, shall humble themselves, pray, seek, crave, and require of necessity my face and turn from their wicked or twisted ways, then will I hear from heaven and forgive their sin and heal their land. And so for me, that, that, that's a repentant scripture, but that's a scripture that's saying, hey, get back on destiny road. Get back in line with destiny, right? Right? You know, uh, humble yourself, pray and seek my face. A- a- inquire of me. You know how you feel like you're off track sometimes and you inquire of your GPS to what? Get you back on track? Like, where am I at? Like, you know, so you try to, re- you know, you try to look for the reroute, Right? And so our reroute is connecting to God. We connect to God, he'll reroute us back in harmony with destiny. And when I was meditating on this, I was thinking about the young prophet. Uh, uh, second, uh, well, it might be 1 Kings 13. And so the young prophet comes in town, and God gave him specific instructions. He says, oh, so, so you go into town, prophesy, don't go out the way you can. So, so, you know, you'd be like, well, why? Well, some of that is you're going to come in town. They'd be like, okay, that's prophet. The prophet's coming in town. What you have to prophesy is not going to be a good thing. Don't go back. <laughs> Don't go back by them. You know, just, just, just keep on going. So, so the, the king, he said, oh, don't eat with nobody, right? He told him don't, don't eat. So he's basically saying don't fellowship, you know. What was it? Uh, don't stand in the way of sin. Don't sit in the seat of scornful, right? He said don't fellowship with what you're, what you're being exposed to, right? And so the king, after he prophesied, the king was like, okay, this is a man of God. He's like, man, hey, would you come dine with me? He said, no, 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 no. No, I got specific instructions here. I got to come prophesy. Don't go back the way I came and don't have a meal. So he keeps on going, and the old prophet comes and says, where is that young prophet? And they says, well, he went out down that road, down, we'll say down Destiny Road. So the old prophet gets on his horse and follows him, catches him and says, hey, man, how you doing? And he recognizes this is a veteran prophet, a man of authority, right? And he says, uh, he says hey, man, why don't you come and eat with me? He said, no, 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 no. God gave me specific instructions. Come in, prophesy, right? Don't go out the way I came. So my destiny is to prophesy and keep moving forward. Don't go backwards. Don't look backwards. Don't process the experience of backwards. Just keep moving forward, right? So the old prophet says, hey, I'm a man of God, and I heard from an angel. Key point is he said he heard from an angel, but he didn't say what type. (laughs) He just said I heard from an angel. He says, and the angel told me, hey, you actually can come and eat with me. So again, because he probably was a compliant guy, he's like, this is an elder prophet. He has authority. I'm just going to roll with what he says, right? So he goes, he dines with them. He leaves out and he gets taken out by a lion. He dies. 
So then uh, so the people come out and say, man, ain't that the prophet, man? And the old guy's like, yeah, he should have listened to God. <laughs> right? He should have stayed on his path, stayed harmony with his destiny. Right? There was something forward, not backwards. Okay? Keep that in mind as we're talking. Right? Keep that in mind. All right, so, uh, so I just read all that, so I don't have to do that again. Uh, but I'll say this. When you're on Destiny Road, watch Harmonizing with Lies. See, when he went to eat with that person, he was fellowshipping with a lie. Right? He, that, he lied. So you, better, you have to watch fellowshipping with lies. It could throw you off of Destiny Road. Right, see, see, so, so this is the thing. A true leader is more concerned about his obedience forward than drinking the successes or failures of the past. As a member of scripture, Philippians 3, 8 through 14, it says, forget the things that are behind you and press toward the mark. So I'm on destiny's path moving forward, right? And, but I'm tempted to reference, I can't believe they did that, reference, man, I was sweet when I did that, reference a lot of things that was going to slow me down what? my momentum towards destiny's path. But, but, but a true leader is not really concerned with the failures or successes of the past. Like some of us are stuck in, we're on destiny's road, but we still, we've been in the same place for years because we, we're looking for closure, right? I'll be able to move forward once I get closure. Show me in the Bible where you gotta have closure. Because if the scripture says, forget the things that are behind you, press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of Christ Jesus, you ain't, you, if, if it's saying forget them, you ain't going to get no closure, are you? Right, they may not never know your value. As long as God does, who do you care? Right? right? Amen. Is it, Amen. We good? Yeah. See, see, as long as I'm playing off of God and his value, it really doesn't make a difference if they get it or not. Right. Or if I show them I'm more special than they treated me. That, that, that's not my concern. Am I pleasing God? Right? And the way I please God is I keep moving on destiny's path. Right? You know, sometimes you, you actually, on this path, you may be tempted to compromise, so you make union with people you like or people you think is going to make it easier for you to go on your path. Now, God, you, you, you wake up and God shows you what you're supposed to do on your path, but you're trying to hold on to a relationship that he's telling you to let go. Right? And then, and then the challenge is, well, I just want to make sure there's closure. Well, that person's not going to let you have no closure because they're trying to keep you stuck in the mud. Right? You got to forget the things behind you and press. Right? All right, we got that? Did you get that? All right, good. All right, so, so just making sure everybody's getting everything they need here today, you know, so full service church, full service church. Right? All right, so, so this is what the challenge is. Sometimes people are more focused on their communion, uh, I'm sorry, a solid leader is more can focus on their communion forward than their closure of the past. So I'm more focused on my communion forward with meeting my destiny and what God wants me to do, meeting my obedience than my closure of the past, right? Remember 1 Kings, uh, 1 Kings 19, 19 to 21, you can write it down. Remember Elijah Elijah drops the mantle on Elijah because God told him, he says, okay, I'm about to take you to another level, but before I do that, I want you to make Jehu king 
want you to make, uh, was it Hazel? Uh, I want you to make him priest, and now I want you to drop your mantle on, on Elijah, right? And so when he, dropped, when he first dropped the mantle on him, see, the, the scripture says that uh, Elisha was, uh, was, was tilling his, the oxen or something like that. He was, he was complying. He was hand, handling his business, right? When he dropped the mantle, he said, ho, ho. He says, he knew a man of God just dropped his mantle. He's like, well, hold on. Let me go back and take care of some things first. Let me go back and close, close some accounts. Make sure I, I, you know, I, do, I, I take care of my dad and these people first. He says, man, what do I have to do with you? That was his response. He's like, you don't realize that mantle was a mantle of chosenness. Once that mantle was placed on you, your obedience is to God. You're trying to please God. You're not trying to be compliant to mommy and daddy and, 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 and all the family anymore. Some of us, it's hard for us to advance forward. And I'm going to tell you right now, you're playing a dangerous game. Because you're playing the, the I've approved what I'm doing because of family game. You're playing I've approved what I'm doing because of the money game. And, and there's, there are graces. You don't live by grace. You live by faith. Amen. And some of us have been using up our grace for what God didn't, didn't allot it for. And so, so you plan that as long as I'm complying to family, it's family. With Jesus, imagine if Jesus did that. He, he had to go forward and do what God told him to do. His family came to the house that he was in. Like, hey, 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 yo, my man, tell Jesus I'm out here. So Ms. Lamar goes in to tell Jesus that his mom and, and brother and them outside, Jesus didn't even flinch. He said, tell them that my family are people that are serving God. See, see, that's hard. See, that's hard. But, but while he was saying this, I'm fulfilling God's purpose. I ain't got time for familiar. I ain't got time to make sure you okay with, oh, don't you think they was, people were probably coming at Jesus, you think you all that? No, no, come with me here today. Like, like, like you, you keep wanting stuff, it costs something. Like, like I'm telling you, it costs something, man. To stay on destiny's path, it costs something. Okay, so so we'll pull we'll pull this in. Uh, it might it might be here, it might not be. Let me see. See, God's flowing in the gifts today. God's flowing in the gifts. So so this book is in there because we'd be giving them away for forever. So I, I read this book. It's called A Dream Giver by Bruce Wilkinson. I read it in uh, the '90s, early '90s. Um, so I've been giving it away. And the interesting thing about the book is, uh, I'm not going to give you the whole book because we don't have time, but at the beginning of the book, the, uh, so there's a guy, the, the main character is called Ordinary. He lives in the town of Familiar, uh, and the people in the town are called Nobodies, right? And so he gets a dream from the dream giver. We know who the dream giver is, right? That's God, right? And so now he goes back and do, does what he always was doing, but now he's not comfortable. Now it's, it's, you know, same job he's been doing for the longest in the town of Familiar. Now it's like, these people get on my nerves. Ooh, man, every little thing they did. So he realizes, man, I can't just do this no more. I might have to go for the dream, right? So he decides to go for the dream, and he's, he's, he's making a move towards the dream. So he told his, his, his best friend. And, uh, and so as he's, as he's getting close to the, the border to break out of Familiar, he sees, at, at, at a distance, he sees his uncle, his mom, and his best friend. 
And he said, man, you know, I always heard about border bullies, people that try to prevent you from breaking out of familiar and going to your destiny. He says, I already heard about border bullies, but I never thought it'd be people I was close to. So his mom is running towards him. He's the, his mom, familiar, his mom, Ordy, Ordy, no, no. So she's like, don't, don't go for the dream. Something can happen to you. So she's presenting all the worst case scenarios because she, she's used to familiar. The uncle had a whole, well, the best friend, his, he was like, man, I know you told me about the dream and I kind of was in agreement, but I didn't think he was going to go for it. Man, are you crazy? The uncle came at him a whole nother way. Man, who you think you are? A nobody trying to be a somebody. You need to take your butt back to familiar and do what you've always done like all the rest of us. Right? See, see, again, we deal with this all the time. Some of us ignore the border, border bullies and just uh, submit to them because we don't want to hear their mouth. Right? But anytime you break out to something that's different, it's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be uncomfortable. Everybody ain't going to understand. Right? Hey, hey, just make sure you're not a border bully. Hey, make sure you're not a border bully. Trying to lock people that you care about into your familiar so you would be comfortable. Because you ain't reach, you ain't go for your dreams and you don't want them to reach theirs. Make sure you're not a border bully. Because you're stuck in familiar, you want somebody else to, to, to accompany you there. Make sure you're not a border bully. Just make sure y'all, you, you can't say you didn't hear me. Right? I said it more one time, didn't I, Terrence? Right. All right, so, so the scripture says, he that put his hand to the plow and looks back is not fit for the kingdom. Like you, 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 can't, you can't plow out your dream of, on destiny looking back. Waiting for permission. You got to keep moving forward. They'll get it. <laughs> They'll get it. <laughs> one way or another, they're going to get it. So let's go to Ephesians uh, 1. <laughs> They'll get it. And if they don't, you've gone. <laughs> it won't make a difference. All right? All right, we're talking about harmonizing with destiny. All right, so Ephesians 1, verse 11 it says, uh, in whom we have obtained an inheritance, talking about Christ, right? It says, being what? Predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. So, being, so, so it says, in whom also we, we have obtained an inheritance, right? Being predestinated, so the destiny was already determined, the road at least, according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. So, so that, that destiny is in line with his will, and we, we are counseled or we're guided to stay on destiny's path by staying locked into his will, right? So, so, so our, 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 the details of the blueprint is, is, is in the book, right? Does that make sense? Right? So, so again, you... Predestined. Predestined is an interesting word. I always give you Isaiah 46.10. God declared the end from the beginning. So I always give you the little analogy where, like, God started at the end, worked this way back, right, on destiny road to the beginning of your life, and then you start the life. 
So you start the life, but that don't mean you're going to stay on path. See, because this is what the thought has been. Well, if God has predestined our life and God already knows, then we don't, we, it doesn't make a difference what we do. No, no, that's not necessarily true. Predestiny, uh, so, so uh, Terrence, you, you do building, so you can, you can have a blueprint. Matter of fact, when y'all built your house, you can have all types of blueprint, but you couldn't factor in the, the, the contractors that wouldn't show up, the people that did half jobs, the people that messed up jobs had to go back and do them over, right? So, so everybody didn't follow the blueprint, right? Right, and then sometimes when you do something, it's feasibility. Uh, oh, did you say this? Did I get this from you? I think I got this from you yesterday. Did you say uh, when they do a foundation, they got to test it's based on the soil and stuff like that? Okay, all right. Just <laughs> so much stuff. Yeah, he did guy talk yesterday. And so he was saying like, so, so, so a lot of times you see land, you say, okay, they're just going to build a foundation. But he said there's more to it than that. How they build the foundation is based on the soil, based on the land, based on the hills. It's, it's a lot more involved. And if they don't consider the whole picture in building a foundation, they could build a faulty foundation and basically crumble the whole building, right? Right? So, so there's details to the foundation. So, so when God gives us a start, he's starting with the foundation. But there's a lot of other things considered. If we listen to God and we stay tuned, we're going to stay on destiny's path the whole time and get to fulfillment. We're going to pick up all that we need, like Kurt Warner did. He picked up through, through his process, yeah, he had the talent already, but he had to pick up how to stay in the pocket and see opportunities in, in the midst of pressure. That was in college, right? Then he had to find out how to operate quick recognition under pressure. That was in arena football, right? Then he had to understand how to be resilient and be patient no matter what the circumstances look like, and that was his life. So he was ready when he got on that field, right? But, but he, had, he, had to, he had to take, he couldn't leave. Just like the guy told him you couldn't leave the pocket because there was opportunities under, in the midst of that pressure. Hey, there's opportunity in the midst of Destiny's Road, even though you're tempted to take another road, right? You got, you got to stay, hey, you got to stay in the pocket. You got to stay on that road, right? And you, but you got to keep moving forward. You can't, you can't be paralyzed by what happened. Listen, we can go to every house in this area. Every house, I will stack my, st stack my next 20 checks on it. Everybody's gone through something. Every single person, every house. I, I, I did this, I uh, shared this a long time ago. I drove up to a red light, and a person had a, a beautiful car. I was like, that's a nice car. And the Lord said, yeah, but you don't know what that person's going through. You, in your mind, you're saying, man, they got it going on good. No, you just like the car. He said, there's a person inside that car, and he said, then now I want you to look at all these cars lined up. There's a different world in each car. Everybody's processing through something totally different in their world. One person's in the car just been abused. Another person in the car just hit the lottery. Another person in the car just got fired. There's so many different things. Everybody's going through something, right? He says, so you don't got no time to be worried about that. Just follow your destiny. Follow your destiny. And listen, man, stop getting punked by what has happened, right? And destiny has nothing to do, we talked about this in the Bible study fellowship, ain't got nothing to do with what you think your skill set is. Well, uh, Terrence talked about that, the guy talked, he's like, like, you know, they're in business, 
you know, they didn't go to school for business. They didn't have degrees for business. But God keeps sending them what they need for business. I was pursuing professional basketball, not pastoring. You see what I'm saying? Like, like God gives you what you need. Because God go, look, this fool. I, I know what he was saying to me. This fool. <laughs> oh, he likes that. Oh, Lord. He had another good game. <laughs> this, this, this idiot really thinks this is what he's going to be doing. I try to send a, hey, shoot a flare up, a, a spiritual flare, uh, send them a conversation. How about that injury? Maybe that'll shift them a little bit. No, 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 let's not, we, we, we need them, but let them feel it a little bit. No, nah, no, nah, busted lip, uh, snapped ankle, I'm, I can handle it. Broke my patella, I'm right back out there. <laughs> You're, you guys aren't going to stop me. No, it's like, what do, we, what do we need to do for you to wake up and realize, let's get on Destiny Road, man. Come on, man, let's lock in, let's do this thing. Let's lock it, let, let, come on. Right? Come on. <laughs> all right, so, all right, come on, man. What you doing? What you waiting on? There's, there's, there's people waiting on you. Right? In need of you. I need you. What you waiting for? All right, so, so, so the interesting thing is you, there is a blueprint. The destiny is your blueprint, but the, but the blueprint doesn't control your choice. It just offers the ideal path. So destiny offers the ideal path, but it doesn't control your choice. You can choose not to follow destiny world. So, so, so sitting around thinking, well, since God already has planned this thing out, I could do anything. No, no, your choices will determine if you're going to break through that gate of fulfillment. All right, so, hey, put that maze up. Y'all got that maze for me? You got it for Ecamm too, don't you? These are my people. All right, so, so if you see here, just picture, I didn't put myself in the picture. I didn't have time to do that. But picture me above the maze. I can see what path you're going, right? So, so instead of, you see how the red is going a certain direction and it gets into the center, but let's say, I probably should have had a pointer or something, my bad. Um, but can you see what I'm pointing to? So let's say I, I hung a right. I'm just going to run into a wall, right? But I have to follow that path. But let's say you're about to hang a right. I can tell you, whoa, 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 no, 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 you're just going to run into a wall. Stay to the left, stay to the left. Then make a right, then make a right, right? Because I have a vantage point where I can see your path on Destiny Road, right? So God sits on a circle of earth. He can see ahead of time before you are going to make that turn. You ever like somebody's coming to your house and you go outside and you say, I'm going to meet you, but you can see them down the street. And you can say, hey, hey, hey. And they go, you go, okay, make this right, make this left. No, 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 you're turning the wrong way. So you see where they're turning the wrong way before they even get to your house, right? And that's, all, that's what it's, God sees your, your, your path. You see the arrow leads to fulfillment, right? That's, that's, the, that's the paradise, right? And so, 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 so your destiny path is the, not the hand, but your... <laughs> But your destiny path is leading to the fulfillment. That's all that is. But you can take any one of those turns. 
because you have choice. I said before you life and death, blessings and curses, and he says, choose life. Choose the destiny I have for you. And keep moving forward regardless of the circumstances, right? All right, so let's look here at 1 Corinthians 1. Does that make sense? You know, because a lot of times we have situations where people go, well, since God knows, I can just do anything and, and then blame God. No, you made the choice. And listen, I'll share this with you. So, so hey, we got, we, got, we got stuff we got to do, right? So I'm, re- I'm responsible here. If God offers something, I got to share it, right? Is that right? Yeah. All right, so some of us are stubborn, right? Some of us are stubborn. We're not doing what God told us to do. Right? Some of us are locked in. Now, I use me. I put myself out there. I taught this way back in Ohio. I said, I told, uh, I was being uh, vulnerable. I invested too much time in basketball. And I I took everybody back. Uh, Trina did a good job of talking about when she was uh, 17, uh, 17, it was was 24, and then 38, yeah. Yeah, I know it was three, three, three. So, 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 real quick, when I was in high school, see, once I lock into something, you, 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 you can't move me. If I lock in, like, I'm, I'm not a quitter. So, you know, I, I decided to pledge a fraternity. I didn't quit. At day two, I was like, what did I just do? But I decided I was going to do it, so I took the abuse. So I, had, I, 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 was, I used to write and draw every day. Like, I love writing and I love drawing every day. That was my thing, right? But then I, I, I got exposed to baseball. I played baseball. I played football. I wanted to be a football player, but then I got into basketball. Once I got into basketball, that's all I did. So I told the story before. I used to leave school. So, so I'm in um, high school where my high school was located, uh, Weekwake High School, Chancellor Avenue. I lived on Goldsmith Avenue. So Lou no Goldsmith. I would leave the house, run home, because I, had, I was to go for it. I had to go to the store every day. So I would run home. Hey, hey, you want me to go to the store? I know I had to go. But I'd just give, basically give me the money so I can go to the store. Then I would run to Pathmark, which was on Lines Avenue. Which is, 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 so, so I'm Goldsmith, Parkview Terrace. Then I'm running, running to, to Pathmark. These are not short, short distances. Then I run from Pathmark back home, make sure here, here's the bread. And probably because I ate all the bread. But anyway, here's the bread. And then I would run to Chancellor Annex where they play basketball. Well, I wanted to be first in line because I was a little kid, real little kid. Now, I'm only 5'1 when my freshman year in high school. You know, I'm 4'11 in eighth grade. So I'm a little guy, so I, I want to be first in line, so I got winners. Sometimes I could keep it, and sometimes somebody punk me for it. I'm a little kid. Man, you ain't got no winners. Sit down, right? But I did this every day. I wrote a paper for the creative writing class. Remember, I told you I like to write. The lady asked me to come see her after school. Well, I can't see you after school because I got to run home. I got to go get to the store, go, go from the store back home and then back to be first in line. I can't see you, even though she wrote for a major magazine. See, look, look I'm, I'm, I'm just blowing stuff. Why? Basketball. Basketball. See, see, because I done started this thing and I got to finish it because if I don't finish it, then, then, then what am I going to tell people? I'm going to tell people that I, I got back on Destiny Road. You see what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's, that, that's what I'm going to tell people, right? Right? But no, no, I, I'm locked into this thing. I'm like, man, I sacrificed so much for basketball. In college, 
I took creative writing again, and I took uh, art. The guy has to publish my writing in the, the, the school, whatever, magazine and stuff like that. I was like, okay. I don't even know what he did with it. He could have made money. You know why? I'm playing basketball. I drew myself. Now, I could, drew, I could draw superheroes and stuff like that. Life, like, from, from my knees to, to my head. Kango, cat, uh, sweats, everything. Lifelike. Best thing I ever drew in my life. Don't know where it's at to this day. The guy could have made money off of it. You know why? Because I got a hoop. Got a hoop. Got a crossover. Got a, you see what I'm saying? Everything. It was, we better watch it. Is it our destiny or is it just something we locked into that we wanted? And now is it God's will or is it our stubbornness? Is it? Did I, say, did, I, did I say something? Y'all all right? We all right? Y'all here? Now, I'm going to see it take it. Listen, do you know the strength that it takes to, to shift back on Destiny Road once you attach your heart to a momentum in another direction? You know how hard that is? Because you want closure, right? Right? You want to close it. Forget the things that are behind you. Press toward the mark. Get back on the road. Now, now, 1 Corinthians 1, uh, 24. It says, uh, it says, but unto them which are called, both Jews and Greek. Uh, wait a minute, I might have another version. I do. Let's, 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 let's read it out of the Amplified. Classic. It says, but, the, put, but, to, but to those who are called, whether Jew or Greek or Gentile, Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. That is, the foolish thing that has its source in God is wiser than man. Listen, the foolish thing that's seemingly foolish, but its source, its root is in God, is wiser than man. And the weak thing that springs from God is stronger than man. For simply consider your own call, brethren. Not many of you were considered to be wise according to human estimates and standards, not many influential and powerful, not many high, of high and noble birth. Because some of y'all think y'all are like, like at a certain level. But how many of us of high and noble birth? And do I got to get deep into kings and stuff like that to understand that y'all, most of us are not of high and noble birth? <laughs> I keep going deep because some people's like, who are you talking about? You can, you can front it all you want. You can, you, you can act bougie as you want to be, but you're not of high and noble birth, right? You, you, you faking it, right? You get mad? I'm not of high and noble birth either, right? We good? We're all right. I'm talking about me too, right? <laughs> you too? Yeah, yeah, just in case, you know, you got a bow tie on and you, 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 your handkerchief out, but you on the, you on the team. <laughs> <laughs> in case you didn't think you was. <laughs> what college you go to? There you go. We, we, we done. We don't, we don't have to stop. We, <laughs> I can go around the room. All right. So just, just <laughs> you just go to school down the street or overseas. There we go. We good? Y'all mad at me now, right? All y'all on the team. James, you on the team too. 
right? All of us on the team, right? All right, so where was I at? Give me all the strategies. I know some people's like, well, I'm, I'm very intelligent. I'm super wise. Where, where, where was I at? Yeah, I'm still lost. Weak springs, high no birth. I got it. No, it says, no, for God selected, del- deliberately chose what in the world is foolish. It didn't say it was foolish. It says what in the world is foolish to put, to wise, to put the wise to shame and what the world calls weak to put the strong to shame. So he didn't say it's foolish and weak. He didn't say the things he does or has us do or what we do is foolish. It says in the world is going to look foolish. He didn't say it is weak. He says it looks weak, right? Does that make sense? It says, uh, and God also let, selected, deliberately chose what in the world is low-born and insignificant and branded and treated with contempt, even the things that are nothing that he might dispose and bring to nothing the things that are, so that no mortal man should have pretense for glorying and boast in the presence of God. So it's foolishness to men, but not to God. It's foolishness to men, but not to God. Does that make sense? And see why? See, see, this is the thing. God looks on the heart. God looks on the heart. And God selects from the heart. Remember when they was selecting people for the king, they lined up all the people that looked noble. They never even picked David to come. And, and when none of the sons were selected, they didn't even think about David as, they was like, the man of God got to be tripping. Something wrong with you because it got to be one of these kids. They didn't go, oh, well, maybe it's David. The man of God had to say, well, you got another son? Because these guys are not the selection. Because God looked at their heart and saw that, that they didn't have what it took to lead his people, right? And so, so Romans 8.28 is an interesting scripture. It says, all things work together for good for those who love the Lord and are called what? according to, in harmony with his purpose. Harmonize with destiny, right? So so when I think about Romans 28, I think about the GPS. It's like we're going in a certain direction, and when we make a wrong turn, it keeps us moving forward, doesn't it? And it gives us a reroute. Forward, though. The GPS never says, back up, man. Man, just back up. Even if the, even if the, where you missed the, the turn is right here. GPS is not saying, man, it's only like two, three feet, man. Just back up, man. Like, like, uh, you know, like your husband or wife might say, it's only a couple feet, I'll watch. Just back up, <laughs> right? Because you don't want to travel down that other road, but it just keeps moving you forward. And that's what happens is sometimes we, we, we make missed turns on Destiny Road. If we stay obedient to God, he'll keep us moving us forward to reroute us back to Destiny's Road. But we got to still stay with God. We can't look behind. We can't go, I can't believe I made that wrong turn. I can't believe I made that mistake. Man, I, I blew that. Then that's the other thing is sometimes we make the mistake. We're stuck on a path, so destiny is at the door. I'm stuck here because I can't believe I did this. So what I do is, uh, well, I'll, I'll grab Pete over here. So, I, so, so now I try to get familiar with Pete to make me comfortable because Pete on the same spot I'm at. Then I grab Sammy, Tito, and whoever else, and then, 
Yeah. <laughs> Jermaine, Mike. <laughs> I'm just saying. So, so what I'm saying, <laughs> now, to make music together. No, I'm just playing. So I grab all these people just to make me comfortable where I'm not supposed to be. Right? Like, 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 and then every time they try to make a move to get back on Destiny, I talk to them like they tripping. Oh, you think you're better than us now. When, when, when God is he's probably moving them to motivate me to move. Like, we can't keep doing this. Like, like we're, we're, we can't excuse being stuck in the mud. We just got to take steps out of the mud. Right? The next best step from where, where we are, right? Because that, think about it. That's where, let's be honest. Okay. Has anybody here, just, just be honest, okay? Just work with me here. Work with your pastor. Has anybody here ever drank before? I didn't say, I didn't say last night. I just said, <laughs> right? Okay. So anybody ever drank and stopped drinking? Okay. Why do I have less hands? <laughs> I'll set you up. <laughs> No, no, I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing. I wasn't counting, I wasn't even looking. I wasn't even looking. I was just playing, I was playing, right? I wasn't playing for you people watching online. You can't. (laughs) Yes, I was. All right, so drinking and not drinking. So that means there's a period in in our time when we weren't drinking, right? Didn't even have a need for it, right? Then something happened when we had a need for it, right? You know, something happened when people had a need for it, or they thought they had a need for it. Is that what you're trying to say? They really didn't need it, but they thought they needed it. Right? And it's either what? To, you know, they numb the pain. I'm really going to have more fun now in this situation, right? But you ain't even there. So you ain't having the fun. Your your surrogate person is having the fun because you ain't there. You're not present. Right? Right? I know y'all want me to talk about drinking, but... (laughs) But, but my point is, what, what really happened is you're on Destiny's Road, you're, so, you're enjoying so much on the road when you're young and stuff like that. Ain't nobody thinking about drinking? Something happens on the road, either uh, it's trauma, catastrophic, disappointment, failure, and, and now you're offered something on the road to ease the pain, to soothe it. Uh, you know, you watch the movie, right? In the movie, every person's doing fine, family's going along fine, and something tragic happened, and they somehow or another, we, we didn't see it, but in the shelf, they had some, some, some type of liquor, right? So they go get it, and, or they go to the bar, right? In the movie, right? I'm saying in the movie, you know, it's trying to be nice, right? They go to the bar, right? And, and when they go to the bar, and it's almost like when you're watching it, you go, yeah, they're going through. And what is, this, what is the statement? Now, I got to have me a drink. So, 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 so. The statement is true, what they're using is wrong. They need the drink of the Spirit, yes. You know, l- listen, listen, what y'all want me to do? Make up stuff? I can't. I got to tell you the truth. And so what happens is when we start, I, I, listen, I drank everything, okay? So we good? I'm on the team too. Well, I was on the team. I actually got cut. <laughs> so, so what happened is when I drank, I just, maybe this would be better. When I drank, things happened, and I, I, I thought I was soothing myself, but I was, I was numb. I was blinding myself. So now I can't even see how to travel on the road. So now I'm getting advice from people. Uh, remember when uh, Paul went blind and Ananias had to guide him? 
I'm looking for people to guide. What do you think? 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 And I'm just going around in circles, but I'm not advancing on Destiny Road. And I'm getting more and more depressed. Sometimes I'm thinking about taking my life, but I'm not, I'm not really thinking about taking my life. I'm thinking about taking my life. Okay, I'm going to say it again. I'm not thinking about taking my life. I haven't, I, can't, I haven't seen it. I haven't experienced it. I'm thinking about taking my life. When I don't have to take my life, I have to go get it. You understand what I'm saying? Look, come on, man, listen. I don't have to take my life. I got to go get it. Or, or, or we can say it this way. If you want to take your life, take your life to your life. You understand? Like, like move out of that place. You don't have to stay there. Right? You got to, di- hey, start with a step. Next best step from where you are. Right? But, but start to advance on Destiny Road. But if you're over here, get back on the road at least. See, it's kind of hard. There's all these distractions I can't see. Get back. Oh, that's where I'm going. Oh, my God. This is, oh, man, why didn't nobody tell me I had to spend all this time down here? And then don't even focus on that. Don't go back and go, man, I don't know why I was over here doing this. Who cares? Keep moving, man. But I'm at this age. Who cares? Keep moving. Man, I already did the teaching where from one to a hundred people did some phenomenal things. Some people started doing the KFC didn't do nothing until 67. 67. That's when the recipe blew up. Right? Cliff Young was 67 when he ran that 500-mile race. So you have people 67, 79, 80. Some of these actors you're looking at, they didn't even get a, a, a good role until they was 53, 54 years old. Well, yeah, so we sitting around stuck, they got on Destiny Road. All right, we good? That's enough. Stand on your feet, that's enough.